welcome to Web3 Unpacked. I'm your host, Rich Pasqua, founder and CEO of ARC. Each week we unpack the Web3 revolution. Join us as we discover and explore the people, projects, and visionaries building the trusted web. Hello and welcome to Web3 Unpacked. Today we are speaking with Omar Amsel, Head of Web3 and Product Development at Fireblocks. Welcome. Hey, welcome, Omar. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So I, I, I guess we always kind of do this as our first question, but can you tell us a little more about Fireblocks, uh, your background, and a little more about your role as Head of Web3 over there? Well, a lot to unpack. Uh, <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, yeah. So, um, so, so yeah. Hi. So, my name is Omer. Uh, as you've said, I'm, I'm the head of Web3 here at Fireblocks. Um, and maybe I'll touch briefly on my background. So, I come from a, from a very, I guess, diverse background. Started in engineering um, in the renewable energy space, um, and then uh, went on uh, to do stuff around finance uh, and funding. Um, and then pivoted into blockchain, um, which, you know, is, uh, is interesting way back in 2016, 2017. Um, and then went on to do some, uh, computer vision and ML, uh, and then came back to, uh, my, uh, my personal hobby and my special interest in, in blockchain back in, in Fireblocks. Um, and Fireblocks is... Um, at its core, Fireblocks is a, 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 wallet, a wallet platform uh, for, for businesses. Um, what we do at our, at our heart, we're uh, an uh, MPC wallet provider um, and catering to um, mostly financial institutions and, and now Web3, which we'll probably touch upon, um, but basically give them the, the level of ease, comfort, and security uh, to run their operations uh, with digital assets. Um, and also making sure that they can scale correctly. Um, and, and, you know, then again, security is what we uh, mostly care about. Um, so making sure that, you know, we secure them, Fireblocks, I think the current number, we've all, uh, already facilitated more than $3 trillion worth of uh, digital asset transfers on our platform. Um, wow. we have, you said $3 uh, trillion? Yeah. Wow. And, and uh, more than uh, 1,400 uh, businesses as our customers. Um, we've grown substantially. Uh, company was only founded around, um, it's, you know, 2018. Um, so relatively new, relatively fast, um, and, and super interesting. Um, and now we're uh, diversifying uh, both uh, on the payments front and on the Web3 front. Uh, so that's kind of a, generally speaking about Fireblocks. Awesome. Yeah. And you, you know, I mean, you, you touched on so many little pieces in there, uh, security and, you know, wallets, like I definitely want to talk a little bit more about that, um, in general, but yeah, security is a hot topic. We have a few security experts on here and there, uh, on the show. Uh, and it's one of those things where, you know, people hear blockchain and if you really know about blockchain, you're, you're like, okay, well, there's built-in peer-to-peer kind of security type of uh, decentralized security inherently built in, but it really isn't the case. And people don't understand that, you know, we still have 2.0 onboard, you know, on-ramps, if you will, Correct. Um, where most of the tax attacks could actually happen. Um, 
Can you open up a little bit more about who is exactly using, what kind of firms are using your product? Right. So I would say, you know, if we, if we spoke in a year ago, I would say that, you know, around, you know, most of our companies um, deal with uh, servicing financial products. So anything, any, any company, you know, prop trading, OTC, um, uh, OTC desks, um, private hedge funds, um, company that, that deal with digital assets, right? I mean, it can be what we call like a crypto native firm that was established and only deals with digital assets, or it could have been um, kind of more traditional firms that have, uh, you know, dipping their toe uh, in, in digital assets. Um, so that, that was, uh, I would say, uh, the large majority. We all, also expanded into what we call neobanks or fintechs, right? If you uh, if you think about some of these, you know, kind of more uh, a, a kind of the the fintech firms that offer you some sort of a banking solution, uh, but also support digital assets, then they need an entire infrastructure uh, in order to um, to provide that solution, right? So if you want to, um, you know, the sim the simplest form or the simplest feature is deposit and withdraw uh, digital assets from these like uh, banking or banking like services, they need, right? They need to provision an address for that user. Uh, they need to take that crypto and do something with it, right? They might you know, stock <clears throat> it up in like one omnibus account. They might uh, do some other things with it. All that uh, while still, uh, you know, a large, the, the, the majority of their business is like on fiat rails, right? So you need this extra layer of, technology to deal with digital assets. And this is what we give them, right? So everything I said is like the, the, the financial institutions, the, the fintechs, the neobanks, uh, these were like up to a year ago, kind of our, our bread and butter uh, and, uh, and, and the companies that, that were our customers. What happened a year ago is that we decided to kind of diversify into um, kind of piggybacking off the entire infrastructure and the platform that we've built but for other use cases. Um, so those two main use cases are payments and, and Web3. Um, payments, again, we have WorldPay and PayU, which are kind of the largest payment processors in the world uh, as our customer. And in Web3, a lot of um, you know, brands, uh, startup companies, gaming companies, they, when they first enter into this space, they need kind of the basic platform to allow them to do it in, a, I would say, as seamless as possible um, with their right with their uh, engineering with their new engineering power that that needs to kind of get accustomed to the to the blockchain paradigm, if you will. Um, mm. So yeah, these are like the diversity of, of the companies that we have. So I would say, um, oh, I forgot to mention by the way, banks, right? So you know, uh, Bank of New York Mellon, largest bank in the world, um, is a customer of Fireblocks and. A, a, uses the Fireblocks platform as their uh, infrastructure for digital asset support. So again, if you think about it all over the place in a sense, um, so, you know, banks, uh, uh, trading firms, uh, neobanks, fintechs, gaming companies, large brands, uh, so payment processors, all of those. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the it's easy to forget, right? So, the day-to-day -day use that Matt and I might be using cryptocurrencies, no matter what it be on whatever platform, you know, we're sending money to and from each other or to a service, you know, paying gas fees, whatever we're doing. And it's, it's one transaction, 
right? Right. So now you're, you're dealing with um, transactions at scale and speed. Correct. And people kind of forget, like, okay, and you mentioned gaming companies, which I think is a great uh, illustration, because you could be on a platform paying, tipping, winning awards, collecting, and it's a very fast-paced thing. And now multiply that by thousands of, of, of users, and it becomes really dicey. I would imagine Fireblocks, the real meat and potatoes of it, if you will, the real core uh, secret sauce is in how you guys or the engineers, how you engineer the whole transactional processing at speed uh, across multiple uh, tokens and platforms, right? It's it's thousands at this point, you know. Um, Do you guys limit or compress what you can use on the platform? So, so no, I would, I would even add that to what you said. So I think that's a fairly accurate kind of depiction into uh, the kind of the, the challenges that we have for scale. But not only that, right? I mean, if you think about kind of the, the difference between having um, a, you know, kind of retail, um, uh, retail processes, right? I send to someone, I connect to a DAP, I send, a, like, I approve a transaction, um, I send a token, I swap a token, um, even for us as like, you know, kind of the, the users, um, it, it, it's cumbersome in a sense, right? But, you know, it, it, we own it, we probably understand it. Otherwise, uh, we wouldn't have done it. I mean, up to a point, obviously. Um, but, uh, but here you're talking with businesses that, um, you know, they don't necessarily um, comprehend or understand. So you have to take care of more stuff other than just facilitating what they want. You need to give them all the information to make sure that they're doing the things that, that they meant to actually do, right? You can you need to just to put some guardrails um, in place, right? So maybe maybe it's a good opportunity to kind of discuss. You know, uh, again, I'm, I'm probably your your listeners and viewers know a little bit about MPC. Um, mm-hmm. But at, at, at our core, again, uh, Fireblocks um, uh, utilize our own version of MPC. Uh, it's called MPC CMP. Um, there's a white paper, uh, open source white paper on, on how it works. Um, but kind of the gist of it is that one of, the, one of the things about blockchain, and I think you kind of alluded to that at the start, is that you need a private key. And that private key basically holds, right? It's like mashing up your bank credentials and identity together, right? If someone steals your private key or your private key is compromised, they're will they're they're able to take whatever. They don't have to ask anyone, right? So it's mm. like they gain uncontrolled access to your funds. Um, and what MPC does is eliminates that single point of failure of actually having like one entire private key held in one location at one at one point in time. So it again very, very simplistically, um, when the private key is generated, it's actually generated into three parts. Um, and those three parts sit in different locations, um, different uh, machines. Uh, and when you need a transaction to sign, basically each share, each shard of that key signs that transaction alone without telling anyone what is that specific shard. But together, the the signature is the same as signing your private key and therefore no one none of the shards know exactly what the other shards are so the private key is never whole in one place um mm. and then you eliminate that single point of failure and yeah right? that, that, 
And I'm glad you, you, you brought that up because one, that's part of security. And two, I think it's a, it's a pretty contemporary way to handle, uh, key security, right? Um, I've seen guys, you know, and people, you know, online and even friends doing this where you divide your keys up amongst five or six friends and you can only unlock it if, and you know, you're all in the same boat and you all share different keys. Um, so it's a, it's, it's an, it's definitely an interesting way of handling it for sure. Um, now you, you brought up, you know, I, I think one of the biggest issues, not with fire, you know, fire blocks exclusively, but pretty much any blockchain uh, digital product is is onboarding new clients. They're interested. They maybe maybe have colleagues or partners within their organization starting to use it for different reasons. Um, how do you get like kind of we call them the normies uh, or or 2.0 folks uh, onboarded to you know understanding the blockchain, which is hard enough for for people, tokenization, uh, asset management, you know all of this. Hopefully they understand a bit of <laughs> asset management before they come in. But um, how do you onboard them? What and what are the challenges? So, yeah, yeah. So I think. That in and of itself was one of the challenges of like Web3, right? Um, and to be fair, these are challenges faced by our customers, right? So our customers, uh, we are a B2B SaaS platform, right? So we sell to businesses. And those businesses, right, specifically in the segment that I deal with, which is like the Web3. Um, and maybe just just to say how we define Web3, Web3 is very like, you know, you know everyone's yeah. using that term. Um, <laughs> and there are a lot of interpretations for that, which is great. Yeah. Um, but you know, as a company, we actually have to set like, what do we mean when we say Web3, right? Um, so as I've, as I've said, um, we mostly catered to uh, financial institutions up about a year ago. Um, but, but our definition of Web3, in, again, internally, I'm not asking anyone to, uh, to define it the way that we are. But um, the way we define it is basically non-financial use cases, right? So any company or product that is uh, going out there and is not purely financial, it's not a financial instrument, it's not speculative trading, it's not um, a yield, um, it, it might bring you, but the actual product is a, isn't a financial product, right? So when we look at that, and this is kind of the promise of uh, onboarding kind of the 1 billion users to like blockchain, up until now, we were at like the financial, right? Uh, buying Bitcoin, ETH, trading it, staking it, yield, uh, yield farming, you know, DeFi strategies, things like that, very correlates to like, you know, capital markets and, 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 and exchanges. Now, um, when we're talking about Web3, we're saying, okay, how can this uh, technology be used to stop to, to products that are not financial in nature? This is how we define Web3. That's the kind of the, the realm, of the domain of the problems that, that we want to solve. And one of the the biggest challenges, um, as Rich, as you said, is like, how do we onboard, right? I mean, my parents don't know, you know, what a wallet is. Um, yeah. I mean, they know what a, they know what a wallet is. They 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 keep cash in it still and coins. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, they they don't know what a, a digital wallet um, in in the blockchain manner is. And actually, it's quite cumbersome to kind of you know to kind of uh, um, create a new wallet, right? You have to. Um, you, you know, you have to install something on your machine. You have to write down the, the passphrase or the 12 words, and, and then you want some funds in it. 
you need to on-ramp. So you go to an exchange, you have to go through a KYC process, you have to buy with your credit card, then you have to withdraw it from, you know, the exchange or the on-ramp service to your wallet. So that's like, you know, a hundred clicks, uh, you know, that, right there and then. So the friction is large. Um, and, and these companies, they don't necessarily, as we said, they don't necessarily uh, want to um, uh, uh, offer financial product. They say, oh, we just want to give you like this experience, right? Like an NFT based experience or like something that's embedded within our product um, that, that uses blockchain technologies. And we have to have that. So that that's where it gets, I would say interesting right and there are different the way that we see the market currently there are different kind of ways to think about it um i would say that um from you know from a wallet perspective creating a wallet um can be something that's very uh similar to uh in web 2 like creating a new user um and having a wallet spin up for them uh and basically having uh, an on-chain presence without them kind of having to deal with like passphrases. Um, the, the the problem is there's always this balance of like ease of use and mm. the liability and regulation around it, right? So if I open, let's say I open a wallet for you, Rich, right? And all I give you is like this very simple API uh, interface or like a very simple web uh, experience, then I basically am the one that's signing the transaction on your behalf and I'm holding the digital asset on your behalf. How am I do I need to be licensed or regulated, right? I mean, that because I hold the keys, I sign the transactions, um, so maybe I need to be regulated. On the other hand, I can say, okay, Rich, I'm, I'm provisioning a new wallet for you. I'm giving you the private key. You are the owner of your assets, right? But then mm -hmm. like everything that I want to do or I want you to do, you have to sign, right? You have to sign a transaction um, and again, I have to put the securities around it. So I have to tell you, yeah, go write down the 12 words on a piece of paper. I have to do that, right? So there's, it's always balancing between these two. And I think we're in a very interesting, uh, in, an, in a very interesting position then kind of the next generation would be kind of combining those two. And, and again, honestly, I think MPC is a great way into that to say, you know what, we're gonna share, right? The, we're gonna share the responsibility of the keys um, and you're gonna have, you know, one part of it, I'm going to have another part of it. Um, and I can also give you like backup and recovery, which are very easy to use. Um, and then kind of have a, kind of bringing it closer to the web two experience while providing you, you know, the, the capabilities of like web three of doing on-chain uh, transactions, interactions, connecting to other applications on web three, going on open selling your NFT, you know, things like that. Um, that kind of is adjusted to where you are in like your Web3 journey um, as, as a user. So I think that's kind of the hybrid approach is the is the things that the thing that we're starting to see now and what will solve the the kind of the, the I would say the challenge or the hurdle of onboarding users into, uh, mm. into Web3. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, the, <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard, uh, you know, it's a user experience issue, you know, it, it is, it truly is. And, you know, I've spoken at conferences about this and to clients and, you know, many, many times. And, and it is about truly, you know, you can make a 2.0 very easy transactional experience through this. The challenge is exactly what you laid out, Amir is what information do you bubble up at what time? Because it's not like, oops, 
I gave you the wrong information. No, that needs to be spot on. And and there's another layer to it going, don't forget to write this down. Put it in a secure place. Do this. Do that. You know, um, and it becomes pretty intense. Um, so I think that's the sweet spot, as you, you pointed out, is kind of once we crack that, it's it, it's a much more seamless experience. And the idea of a wallet, right, it does solve a lot of problems, right? Um, and if you were to try and do something like Fireblocks, which, you know, you guys are engineering now, is on a regular NFT basis, going into a regular, a normal uh, digi- uh, soft wallet would be a nightmare. It would ab- absolute nightmare, you know, logistically, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, one, I, I can give like one example, you know, personally. Um, I think Reddit nailed it in like kind of the where we are in like the, you know, kind of the timeline and experience. So if you think about it, right, I mean, we all from coming from the, you know, kind of Web3 space, we know that what um, uh, Reddit did with their like avatars is like, oh, it's an NFT. It's a nice NFT experience. But actually, people that bought it i'm not sure that most of them even know like it's you know there's blockchain involved that you have a wallet that right it's not called nft it's not called a wallet it's called a vault right and uh, and, and like the only the only thing that tipped it off is because you have like a like a polygon scanner like a polygon scan url to see it on chain but i don't think people necessarily understood like and they they, they shouldn't right they it it, yeah. was, it was a smooth experience you pay with like Apple Pay or right your your uh, Google Pay. Um, you don't have to do this whole like onboarding, on ramping. Um, you know, here's your you know I don't know twelve words type of thing. Like yeah. it was very good experience and very smooth experience while it's still like non custodial wallets and NFTs, right? And it's great. I mean, it was it was a success, right? I mean, and if you really wanted to go through the entire, like, to, to the length of, like, exporting your private key and importing into, like, a different one, well, you could have done that. It's fine. Like, they, they would allow you to do that. But, like, this is more for the advanced usages of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, like, really fits on where, like, it's a good kind of uh, a example to see where we are as an industry as well, not only, like, how to build, like, products uh, to Web3. Yeah, the it the it's, it's so many times we talk to folks that are developing products, and it is almost like a two point oh, two point five. That's what we the joke is like. Oh, it's two point five. Yeah, exactly. But it's necessary actually to make that leap into a truly you know three point blockchain environment. Um, and it's interesting because uh, you win when the technology goes be goes away. Right. When you see the lines of code and you got to put stuff in and to your point, 12 keys, 12 word keys, all this stuff, you kind of lose people. And if it's there and it works and hey, I paid, you know, a buck 50, 200, you know, a hundred dollars, whatever I paid for my my avatar uh, through Reddit. Great. It works. You know, it's almost like the example, Matt, we we talk about a lot is um, Starbucks. Right. And their and their loyalty program, you know, hundreds of thousands of of members existing, onboarding them onto something that's not called a wallet, not called NFTs. They have their own language, which I think is 
from a branding perspective, pretty smart, right? Much like Reddit was doing. Um, and people pay with, you know, uh, maybe they have rewards that they're paying with or they can just opt in. But the whole thing is like credit card, like pay with your credit card. That's what yep. people are used to. Onboarding. I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know, cr you know, Binance or any other, you know, financial exchange uh, to do this transaction. So it, it just alleviates that headache. And it's interesting. I think that the challenge with some of that in the future will be, for example, that using the Reddit example is like, well, I do, you know, a friend tells me, uh, a web savvy friend tells me, you know, you convert, you can convert your avatar over to this platform. Well, then it goes, oh, okay, where does it live? Right. What, and how do I get it from the wallet? How do I trip? So then it becomes a little bit stickier, right? Now you're really getting into the, the weeds of Web3. So I see that as a challenge for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that I, I totally relate to what you're saying about like not mentioning the technology too much, right? It's like, uh, it's like, right? Uh, it's not a good joke if you have to explain it, right? I mean, it's a, <laughs> so it's the That's same funny. way as like with blockchain, right? You know what I mean? If yeah. you need to, emphasize the fact that you're using like you know i gave this example it's not like when i go to uh twitter it's not like that tweet is brought to you by mongodb because this is how we kind of you know save uh you know kind of how we store the data in our databases right it's not really interesting in and of itself technology is is great but it should create seamless products right and seamless experiences once the value actually comes in then you don't no one cares how it's like actually built um, currently we're at the phase where, you know, we're still, there's like a lot of POCs going on, a lot of companies internalizing, um, that we see that with the big brands, right. When they kind of, um, went on this adventure, right. Even Odyssey, right. There's an adventure, uh, they're testing out the, the new primitives. They're testing out what it means, means for their business, uh, to, uh, to build these types of experiences. And once, you know, they kind of get it, then they say, okay, this is how we're going to integrate that into our long-term strategy. These are um, the uh, kind of technical, um, you know, the tech stack that needs to be adopted uh, in order to make that happen. And how does that integrate into our core products? So I think that's the interesting part. We're still at the, you know, kind of the everything that we're seeing in terms of like, you know, what's out there is a lot, you know, it's, it gets a lot of PR, very focused around like, you know, marketing brand engagement, which is great. Uh, but then now that that's kind of um, proven or, you know, for some of these companies is proven and also maybe generating new types of revenues, then, okay, so how do we take that step forward? And how do we kind of, um, kind of how is that assimilated into uh, our core offering? That's that's kind of, for me, the the interesting part of the industry that we're seeing right now. I have a question on that corporate element. When you're um, looking at companies right now, how defined are their roadmaps for Web3? Mm -hmm. Are they kind of in that exploratory phase mostly? Or do you talk to people and, and they really have a pretty clear idea and pathway to profitability? So it's, it's an entire spectrum, right? I mean, it depends on how early you dipped your toe into like the, the blockchain pool. Um, and you learn a lot right um during that so i would say that some of the conversations that we're having is that is is that 
one of the, the key topics or the key kind of uh, comments that I have when uh, engaging in these conversations is you need to have a strategy. It's not a one and done. You don't airdrop NFTs and then see what's happening, you know, see what, what would happen. Uh, what we saw, the successful ones were able to cultivate a community around that, right? And then you have a community that's engaged with your brand pretty, you know, pretty uh, extensively. Um, and I think that's what's interesting, but you need to work in order to make that happen. It's just not like I'm going to airdrop mm -hmm. NFTs and, you know, Twitter is going to blow up and like, you know, I don't know, my Discord channel will blow up as well. You need to have, you need to think about it as like a long-term strategy. Okay, so what, once I have that community up, what are the benefits that I give my community? How how yeah. do I let them decide what would be the benefits, right? How do I involve them in the decision-making and shape it the way that they want it to be shaped? Um, so it's a lot of like community-driven um, and, and it needs to be strategized. It's not like, oh, we're going to take this studio and then they'll, you know, create those NFTs and, you know, that's it, basically. We'll just, you know, have an airdrop site and uh, people would mint to their wallet and let's see how it rolls. That's not the way to go about it. And to your question, some companies are at that stage when, you know, they're devising their strategy. Some companies are already later down that, you know, are already further down that path where they have a clear strategy. It might work, it might not, but they see how in five years, this will be embedded within their like core product offering. Um, so again, an entire spectrum of, of, of companies and, and the way they feel about it. Mm. Yeah, 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 Amira, we we talk a lot about this exact thing where you, if and I've done it personally, like, you know, getting used to like mining. I did mining back in 2017. I was buying, you know, trading and buying. Now it's like about, OK, now we're using products. Now we're we're minting NFTs. Now we're doing this that, and the other thing. And you just can't knee jerk and shoot something out. Like if it's a graphic NFT that that's a piece of artwork, great, have fun with it, do your experimenting. But when you're talking about real business applications or even just simple communications and marketing in Web3, right? We learned this lesson quite a bit. We set up a DAO, like to your point, how do you manage the community once you have one? What are you offering them? And how do you, how do you allow them to have a voice within that community? So. We, we're, we're, we spun up a DAO, we have member NFTs, we have a whole bunch of different things that we're going to be airdropping to, actually to you and to other members of the um, uh, of our organization or Web3 Unpacked. And it's not, we pull back because we're like, you know what, there's, there's a bigger strategy here. And as soon as you open that one door, five others open up. And you have to really, okay, now how are we communicating? What rights are we giving on our Discord channel? Uh, what and to, more, most importantly, what are we offering, right? Is there is there a, a place to be inspired or learn, or you know, uh, download white papers or you know, thought leadership or or better, you know, technology and business management? Uh, you know, th these are all things that people don't understand. And on top of that, we find organizations or you know, business owners like yourself who are having to communicate to their team that yes, because it's on the, just because it's on a blockchain doesn't mean it's fully automated. 
It's not AI driven just yet. It's not full on, you know, process automation just yet. You need a team to manage your social you and do, um, you know, uh, audience outreach and engagement. Uh, you need to, to have communications, marketing, advertising, all of this stuff that goes with any other product. You, you need it. And people think it's some kind of magic bullet. Yeah, I, and it's I, not. I I agree. By the way, that's why I think this is actually a very interesting time to be in this industry. Because yeah. what we saw in like 2021 was like coupling that with like, you know, the kind of the late 20, uh, so late 2021, early 2022, um, there was a right, uh, a bull market. Um, NFT were booming. Um, and, and there was this sense of urgency to get things out to the market because like you felt like everything goes right i mean every um every collection every drop is picked up trading volume appreciation so you said okay i want to right i want to be part of that now mm. when when the market is maybe slightly picking up again, but, you know, for, for, uh, you know, the last, um, six, yeah, I guess six months we were, uh, in a, in a bearish market, then companies now have time to think without the stress of, so we kind of established, um, we established our, uh, our, uh, or, or validated some hypotheses that we had around what would web three mean to our, mean to our business, right? Uh, we had that sense of urgency. We learned a lot. Now we can kind of take a deep breath, go back to the kind of the drawing board and see how we can devise a strategy um, that, you know, that will carry us to the next like bull market or we will be able to capitalize and really think about what we want to do. That's why I think we're, at least in that aspect, we're in a kind of a, a good market condition right now because there's no no not much urgency to kind of go out and do something. Um, so for me, it's like interesting because these now, you know, small companies, medium-sized companies, big companies, enterprises, conglomerates, they're all all thinking about how to incorporate Web3 into their offering. Now, they might choose not to do so, but they're all thinking about it. And when they're thinking about it, say, okay, how is this a long-term thing and not just mm. airdropping something? Um, and they have the time and they have kind of the leisure to kind of explore that currently uh, because there is no, no, not much market urgency into that. So I think that's why it's very interesting to be in this space right now. Um, and we see a lot of companies coming in, building solutions um, as opposed to the last like bear market uh, where you felt like everyone's like, you know, this isn't going to work. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm out. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Um, now it's more like, okay, yes, there's like a, a, a downturn. How do we take advantage of that? Right, that's the yeah. kind of line of thought. How, like the next one is gonna come, the next bull market, the next hype. How are we better preparing ourselves for that? How are we building long lasting and sustainable solutions? Um, and how do we, you know, what's the new business that I'm gonna build uh, as an entrepreneur um, that will cater this industry because there's a wide, um, I would say wide-ish um, a, a common uh, belief that you know this will pick up and this is a long-lasting technology. 
Yeah, I think you hit it, Amir. The, the, when the, we even say it in just regular 2.0 normal finance world, you know, when, or even agency worlds, creative, whatever it may be, when things dip, that's the time to go to work. That's yep. the time. We talk with so, as you can imagine, so many protocols, so many people building really smart um, uh, applications and OS, you know, operating systems and all that stuff for, for, for Web3. And, you know, after the past year, which was like creator, you know, planet size, uh, you know, creators hitting uh, a, 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 a small budding industry like Web3, it was kind of devastating, and a lot of people, you know, had their heads, you know, hung low. But mm -hmm. others that really understand this space and have a little bit of legacy and, and time in the space, nope, we're pushing forward. This is the time to actually grab up some really interesting uh, talent and resources mm -hmm. and, and get to work um, and, and staying positive to it. Because there will, to your point, there will be another bull market, and I think – it, it, I bull market or not, it is the time to, to kind of hit the gas, right? So 100%. it's a good, it's a very good point. hundred percent. agree with that. hundred percent. Yeah. It's um interesting. I, I guess right now we're sort of at this, like you were saying um, with the last bear run, I feel, I feel like we've now had sort of legitimacy at this point. Um, is there anything you think that we're not noticing that we should be aware of any kind of, like, are we too in our own bubble <laughs> in this field? Is there anything that, like, quote, normies might be seeing that we're not seeing, those of us who are working closer in Web3? Yeah, you know, I, I've lost all objectivity to that, right? Yes. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm heads deep into, like, the, you know, the yeah. blockchain pool, and, like, uh, it's hard for me. I, I, I see why, right, I see, you know, the... I'm always willing to kind of um, debate and accept a general criticism uh, about blockchain, but I do have, you know, there's no real world use case and it's like, it's all, it's all hype. I mean, these are the same things that we heard, um, you know, back when the internet w was still a thing. And I, again, I don't want to run always to that, like, you know, drawing parallels to uh, kind of the web two and clouds, uh, you know, kind of cloud uh, revolution. Um, but I would say there, there are things like, I, I believe it in it that in the sense that it's too late to kind of, for this kind of the train to stop and to halt. Um, and it's been demonstrated over and over again. Like there's this, uh, right. There's this, uh, meme of like, uh, you know, the tombstone with, you know, Bitcoin is dead. And then it's like, you know. 2011 scratched out 2013 scratched out 2015 <laughs> scratched out right i mean it's like so it, it's always yeah. like everyone's like quick to kind of bury it and like in, in, in the blockchain but for me as i said it's a new digital primitive and a new technology stack that will not go away right so um so for me i'm i'm, I'm again I'm, I'm very much bought on a, on the ideas of blockchain i think we will see um some of the regulations come in, right? We have uh, we have uh, Mika in, in Europe, and we have the SEC kind of trying to establish that. Um, and obviously, there are good sides and bad sides to it, um, and it needs to be done responsibly, um, mm. uh, you know, and 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 make sure that they take care of the things that need to to be taken care of. I think you know some of the recent kind of uh, um, I don't know 
the the recent events that happened actually more attest to like why centralized finance is uh, not a not a good idea and not necessarily yeah. why decentralized is a, is a is a bad idea um but it's hard right the, the, even to my friends who are very you know kind of tech savvy it took me like at least an hour to explain why they should decouple like blockchain technologies and crypto from the FTX uh, ordeal, right? It takes mm-hmm. time because from a marketing branding perspective, they are tied together because these companies, right? They go out and they say crypto, buy crypto, do crypto. And like, you know, they tie themselves up to the technology, uh, yeah. but they employ practices that are centralized. And uh, so I think like, again, as I said, there are a lot of negativity around it. Um, but for me, uh, again, as I've said, uh, I think it's too late, right? Uh, and it will come. Yeah, that was a great I think- irony too, right? With FTX. I mean, we were basically, we were trusting our money with one, not me specifically, but we were trusting our money yeah. with one person in the ultimate centralized scenario in this effort to decentralize. So it is something to be mindful of. Well, yeah, yeah, FTX, I mean, to your your point, Amir, FTX was basically the Uber use case for Web3 and, and blockchain. Right. The, and, you know, people are like, oh, uh, you know, as you mentioned, like, they poo-poo cryptocurrency. And it, and it, I'm I'm surprised you actually, you know, communicated to your friends in one in, in only one hour because – it's, it's, you know how hard it is, you know, friends, relatives, colleagues, you know, engineers, sometimes it's very difficult to explain that what FTX was doing was not cryptocurrency. It was just, it, it was a Ponzi scheme built on, it was a casino built on top of a Ponzi scheme, right? That's all <laughs> it was. It was 2.0, old, old school Wall Street shenanigans and tactics uh, amplified on the blockchain. That's it. That is it. Um, And, and, uh, you know, I think the language and the narrative needs to change where it's, well, centralized first, decentralized. Let's understand that first and foremost, because if you don't understand that, you're going to step into some trouble. You're going to get yourself into trouble and or lose all of your money like that. Um, and then the other thing is, what does it really mean to be trustless, right? And the idea of why we're doing this is so that, one, there's no third-party intermediaries that can dip their hands into your uh, stash, uh, or your stack, I should say. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and two, it is, you know, uh, bringing peer-to-peer trustless environments to the forefront to me just the whole idea of being trustless and not having to do you know this that or the other thing have intermediaries or uh, third-party software validating things it is validated on the blockchain and you can trust the machine the human is taken out of it right yeah you I, uh, you actually the point is that you don't have to trust it that's just right. how it exactly. works right i mean <laughs> Uh, we're we're, yeah, we're trusting think, in machines, not humans, right? I, so I think it goes back kind of to what we kind of discussed at the top of the call. It's like maybe, and again, this is just, you know, for uh, for the discussion, like maybe our point shouldn't be 
oh, look at why this technology is so great and like the technology is great. Let's defend the technology and let's go out. Yeah. Yes. Let's just show everyone, right? Let's just show everyone how great this can be, right? Yeah. How how cross-border payments can can be done instead of like within five days, it can be with five in five minutes. Um, mm. How efficient that could be. How uh, the fact that you um, you can do, I always like to give that example, you can do like a unilateral co-marketing, right? If I have an NFT of Starbucks in my wallet, then I as a, I don't know, a local coffee shop, a, you know, a, 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 I don't know, a, a shoe store or whatever, oh, you have a Starbucks NFT, then I'll give you a discount. You don't have to ask Starbucks. All you have to do is look at their wallet and say, do you have that NFT, right? I mean, um, so I think we should really, like, I would say, show everyone why this can be great, building great products. Like, again, and this is, as we've said, the kind of established, this is the time to build. And I think, uh, uh, you know, keeping your heads down, um, building those, uh, uh building those like great experiences, utilizing the great tech that's currently out there and like how seamless that could be um, a, and how easy that would be just, you know, kind of do some exploration um, is is amazing. Right. And, you know, don't listen to the, you know, the naysayers and don't spend too much time arguing. It's like, you know what? Fine. I believe in it. You don't. Mm. Whatever. I'm going to be the, build a great solution because I see the value in that technology and what it allows me to build, then I'll build it. Right. So no, I think like that's kind of uh, the, the uh, mindset that we should be um, that should, that we should be at right now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're big fans of show. Don't tell, you know, that kind of thing. Um, now, Amir, this is a really interesting platform. And as we're talking and as we're, we're digging in and learning more about Farblocks, you know, for, for me, my head is like, okay, if you're cracking DeFi, right, or finance in general, right, writing algorithms, programs, engineering for the finance world, it, there are so many variables and, it, and it, 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 it's very, it's more challenging than your average project. What you guys are doing is really interesting. It takes the clutter, the chaos out of managing digital assets and even, I guess, fiat for that matter, too. Um, using this model, are there other products that could spin out of Fireblocks? Because it is so interesting. And I see, wow, this could be used in so many ways. Uh, are there other plans so, to kind of expand? Yeah, so I think again, our motto is um, is to build, kind of build for for scale, and and make sure that everything we build can be employed. And again, as I've said, like we're diversifying, right? We build this, uh, you know, uh, very popular financial institution platform, um, and because we were very mindful of security and scale, we built like a lot of other things into that stack um and basically our our the the way we think um is the options and the uh, to build on top of of, of fire blocks are endless right and we want to cater as much as possible obviously you don't want to spread too thin right but uh, because it takes dedication and and support to to do all of that but basically mm -hmm. saying we will provide you with the tools to succeed. You can 
focus on building, you know, some of these great things that you want to build without, you know, having, uh, um, I need to go and manage my own RPC nodes. I need to manage my private keys. I need to manage like my users and things like that. All of that can, right, can, can be facilitated. So we want to, again, we position ourselves as, you know, the kind of the, uh, maybe like the, the ground level and uh, maybe the first floor and maybe the second mm. floor for some like specific use cases. But you can come in and, and, and use whatever you want in order to facilitate whatever it is. And, and as I've said, you know, it's attested by the, the, the variety of com- customers that we currently have from like the Bank of New York Mellon and, you know, gaming startups within the Web3 space, right? They all utilize basically the same platform. Um, so for me, the kind of the exciting and exhilarating part is to, un- to, to see the potential, uh, you know, of Web3 uh, kind of coming to life with the tools that we provide these businesses with. Um, so there might be spin-offs of what Fireblocks can do, but again, our, our you know, as I've said, our, our motto is allow and enable other businesses to grow uh, mm. on top of Fireblocks, right? Then like be there for them, see how they grow, help them, connect them, uh, dedicate resources to them, make sure that they're successful. Um, because again, this is my personal opinion, but I have a lot of, you know, like-minded people here uh, that we believe that the kind of the next big company, the next like you know, the next Google, Apple is being built right now, yeah. and probably has something to do with like blockchain and Web three technologies, right? I mean, so so that's kind of the way that we're thinking about it, um, and, and we want to be there when it happens, and we want to support them, so. So kind of that's kind of the way we were thinking. About yeah, things. yeah. Stay focused. You know, I just see my mind goes, you know, in all sorts of directions. We um, we work with uh, a protocol called Andromeda, the Andromeda protocol, mm-hmm. and they're they're basically creating, um, you know, codeless drag and drop NFT contract and uh, business applications beyond business application tools to just create automation, contracts, uh, geo geolocation type of technologies baked into it. Um, are you got it is your whole experience kind of um, do you service the client? I'm sure it's a combination, but is it full service or is it you know uh, help yourself service? Yeah yeah cool, cool. So, well, obviously again we're we're uh, a SaaS B2B that also serve enterprises, right So it really much yeah. depends what the client has. We try to, again, our motto is to make our customers succeed. So we dedicate as much attention as needed, uh, even for the smaller clients, right? I spend, for instance, I spend a lot of time with the smaller client, with the small customers, right? With the smaller paying customers. Again, just from that belief of what I said, right? They're the ones that are going to grow big. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, it's a, right, so we have, Again, our basic SaaS offering, um, uh, as I've said, so, so, you know, the wallets, the node infrastructure and any of that sort, which is self-serve, uh, you can do everything on your own, but then we have professional services and, a, you know, a solution architects that will come in and help you, <coughs> sorry, architect, whatever that, that you need. Uh, you know, we have dedicated support. So again, there's a lot of like, you know, uh, a, a lot of support. Obviously we're happy when the customer succeeds, without us having to intervene because that means that we actually built a good yeah. product right so um so again but but then 
uh, we do have an entire like uh, you know support mechanism and uh, and people in place to help you know the companies um, succeed. Yeah, yeah, it's good to know. And and architecture is ninety percent of kind of getting people off the ground and strategy, yeah. as we mentioned earlier, for sure. Correct. So, Amr, as we sort of wrap up, uh, any key takeaways uh, you would say for our listeners? And then also just curious to hear about any upcoming projects or things we should be on the lookout from uh, Fireblocks. Yeah, so I would I would go back to the point where, you know, focus on building. I guess this is a good time. Focus on building. Um, and again, feel free, obviously, uh, to explore. Uh, and I think to do your own research. Um and if you can include fireblocks as part of that research, that'd be great. Um, but but uh, but yeah. And in terms of so so that's basically my key takeaway. Um, and, and also, as Rich said, you know, strategize always mm. important. Uh, in terms of like uh, big initiatives that that are rolling out, so I would say stay tuned. We have some you know very uh, amazing news again. As I said, we're like more of a, a, a you know, we're, we're a private company, so uh, so uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm bound by some things, but I would say we have like major developments around like wallet infrastructure that we're gonna uh, announce very soon, and also enhanced security um, a, for uh, for smart contracts and uh, and tokens, which is also very exciting, uh, very very soon uh, to be announced. So yeah, stay tuned. Awesome. Well, we look forward to tracking Fireblocks' uh, progress and success. I mean, I think, you know, you guys are poised to do really well. Your heads are in the right spot. Um, you're hard at work. And I think it's a really – it's going to be a very powerful um, platform for for financial institutions, large and small, to, to kind of get on board with. So uh, kudos. It, it, it sounds really good. We want to keep tracking it. Uh, fireblocks.com. Check them out. It's really interesting. Uh, get in touch with them if you, you know, want to learn more about how to manage digital assets uh, and beyond, yep. actually. So yep. uh, great concept. Uh, great conversation, Amir. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks, and, Richard, Matt. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we look forward to uh, having you back for, for other discussions. Maybe roundtables we'll do or something else like yeah. that. But for sure, we want to we want to hear more about uh, Fireblocks in the future. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shamir. Thanks. 